You may be aware, I'm sure you are all aware, that in 2024, there's going to be a total solar eclipse. And that happens every so often, it's not that rare, but this one is special for us because it's gonna cut straight across the United States. And in particular, it's gonna hit the Midwest. So think of an arc from about Austin, Texas, going up through Indianapolis, all the way to Northern Maine. Now here in Chicago, we're just gonna get a little bit of it, but Indianapolis is dead center. Sky's gonna go black. Even if it's cloudy, you can't miss a total eclipse. Maybe some of you have lived through one of those. So anyways, near Indianapolis, there's a Benedictine Abbey. Some of you may be familiar with St. Meinrad is its name. And in 2019, they got the idea that since this eclipse is coming, why don't they do something special? So they designed this retreat that somehow tied to the eclipse. A lot of different things they want to do and plan. And they asked if I would help out with it in 2019. So I said, yeah, okay. So I put it on my calendar, my e-calendar, but I like to use the paper thing as well. So I've had this little post-it note that I've carried from one book to the next from year to year because the paper calendars don't go up, you know, five years in advance. It's in April of 2024. So if you're gonna stop me after mass tonight and say, hey, can we grab coffee in April of 2024? Gotta put you off. Maybe I can pencil you in for 2023. But it's funny how we treat things like that, right? Maybe 2024 is a little extreme for some of you, but I'll bet some of you have things on your calendar then definitely the rest of this year, and I'm sure plenty of you have things on next year's calendar. And as we think about this idea of time, I think it bears reflection every now and then to realize what a tyrant time can be sometimes. You can't avoid saying the word. And if you look at the readings for tonight, it's easy to focus on stuff, right? stuff. Don't hoard up stuff. Don't be greedy. What's the point of having all this stuff? Because you can't hold on to it. But I'd like to suggest that the thing which is really being hoarded by the guy in the parable is time. What he's really holding on to is time, as if somehow that's his, and he can parse it out however he wants. I've got all this stuff, but it only matters to me because that means in time I'll have as much as I want. And I don't have to worry about what's gonna happen in this day, in these weeks, in this year. It's time in some sense that he's controlling. And all that vanity of vanity stuff, Ecclesiastes, that too is mostly about time. Why do you bother doing this or that? Because sooner or later it's gonna be irrelevant. It's not the thing that has no value, it's how it matters in time. It's a beautiful little reflection in our psalm tonight, wonderfully sung, but sometimes in the psalms, because we are singing them at Mass, we don't necessarily notice the words. Well, just like parents shouldn't have favorite children, priests shouldn't have favorite psalms, but this one is mine. It's Psalm 90, and I just, humor me, open it up for a minute. It's on the second page, or third page. And um, what the psalmist is doing, if you read the whole thing, 
is he's noticing how time can pass so quickly. And he's almost lamenting that fact a little bit. I wish, I wish I could slow down time. I wish I somehow could just make things pass the way I want them to pass, the days and the seconds. And so if you just look at verse number three, teach us to number our days aright that we might gain wisdom of heart. Lots of different ways to number our days, right? Our calendars do it in one way. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 2021, 2022, 2024. Our watches do it. And somehow the psalmist knows that's not very satisfying eventually. We don't have control over that as we sometimes would want to. And that can be a source of frustration. Think about the role of time in your life. Maybe right now you've got all the time in the world and that's fine. But maybe for others, there's this pressing sense of time, the calendar, I got to get this done. Last couple weeks, I was out at Creighton University. This is the time when parents were coming through with their soon-to-be new freshmen. Think about time is pressing on them, for the parents very differently from the kids in one way. Wedding was celebrated here just a couple of hours ago. Think about time in the eyes of the bride and groom of the parents, expectant mothers, funerals, all those events in our lives where time rises to the surface. And this author of this psalm, whose name we'll never know, 2,500 years ago, is saying there's got to be another way to count time. Lord, you see us somehow in your time. Teach us to number our days aright. Teach us your way. When you look at us, you're not looking at the calendar, you're not looking at your watch, you're somehow seeing us as beloved sons and daughters, but you don't see us confined by this or that expectation, this thing that came through, that thing that fell apart. And I'd like to suggest that in the Christian spiritual life, the one thing we rarely talk about is time itself how to be good, follow the commandments, what would Jesus do? But all of those decisions are made in time, and they're easier or harder to follow based on how we're perceiving time. I don't have the time for this. I'm too rushed for that. And if somehow we could be free from that tyrant of time, at least when it rears its head in that way, I guarantee you our appreciation for this spiritual journey we're all on would be much richer. And somehow, in his own way, that psalmist got it. He didn't know how to measure time in that freer way. He knew what it was like to wake up and say, oh, man, another Monday. But his heart had this longing, and there was this sense, Lord, you see us with greater freedom, so teach us. That's what the psalm says. Teach us to number our days the way you number them, and we will gain a wise heart. Just as a little spiritual exercise this week, maybe that's not a bad prayer to make our own, but not just some vague, abstract thing. I mean, really make it concrete. And ask yourself, where is time pressing on me these days? Maybe not in a really heavy way, but maybe for some of us it's that way. 
waiting for a diagnosis, waiting to see if a treatment will work, waiting to see if a relationship will pan out the way we so desperately hope it will, to just ask ourselves, where is time maybe steering us a little more constrictedly than God would desire us to be free? And then just to bring that out, to talk about it, to talk about it with someone you love, someone you trust, certainly to bring it into prayer, but just by putting it out there the way the psalmist did so long ago is often the first step to being free from whatever constriction that calendar can bring. I have no idea if I'm even going to be here in 2024. I'll presume the sun and the moon will be, so the uh, eclipse will happen. But it's still there on my calendar. And if I bother to try and practice what I preach, I'll look at that little post-it note in my 2022 calendar, and I really should just throw it away. But don't hold me to that. Thank <laughs> you.